Hi, this is Becky. I I spoke on this meeting many times through the years, and I'm in the Bay Area of San Francisco, 6 o'clock out here, 6.05. Um, I want to thank Cindy for asking me um, to share. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm heading towards ni- 19 years of uh, abstinence, but I want to tell you that I've been in program probably 40 42, 43 years. So um, this isn't, you know, a program that that, that uh, most of us uh, get right away because this is an addiction. Uh, I really never thought that food was an addiction. So, um, you know, I, I saw the scale 20, 20 years ago get as high as 355. I stayed between two pounds of 135, 135, 137. Um, That is a tremendous amount of weight to lose and maintain all these years. And I couldn't have done it without um, the meetings, the fellowship, the program, the big book, the steps. If, If I could have done this by myself, I would have years ago. I didn't live at 355. It was as though I stayed around 235, 244 for, for years, for years, for years. I stayed at that number. And then I went to that high number um, back in 1990 because I wasn't working um, you know, there was a huge layoff and I wasn't working uh, two jobs and the refrigerator was the only thing I knew to do. And I remember getting so big that if I was on the ground, there was no way I could get up off the ground unless I had my husband and somebody else pick me up. Um, it was uncomfortable um, I stopped weighing myself. I had a couple outfits that were uh, stretch stretch around the waist. Um, didn't know that food could possibly be addiction. I really thought it was willpower. I really, really, really believed for years. I mean, I came into OA. Um, you know, at a very young age, and I was only, well, I say I was only, I was only 220. I'm five feet five, so for me to weigh 135 at five feet five is good, but when I came in at 215 pounds, I um, heard the speaker share her pictures, and they were just amazing. And immediately, it didn't take any time for me to get abstinent. And I, and, and I used the program as a diet. I knew nothing about the big book. They didn't talk that much about the big book. I just knew that I needed to keep going to meetings and hear people share. And, and so I did. And um, then I'd get married. And I'd be married for quite some time. And then I'd get divorced, and then I had went up in weight. And, you know, it seemed that OA was free, and why not? 
I didn't have to go to the pain way. And I knew I wouldn't last at those anyhow. But it just seemed that OA was giving me a message. You know, you're a compulsive eater. Although I didn't see that I was a compulsive eater. I didn't really resonate with the compulsive eater because I was a grazer. I can honestly tell you that even though I got up to 355 pounds, I never sat, and this is the God's truth, I don't even care for ice cream, and I know it's okay to mention foods. I um, didn't care for ice cream, never even had ice cream in my refrigerator. I never, ever ate a a whole package of uh, cookies. Excuse me, my dog's barking. I never ate a whole package of cookies. I grazed all day long, and I um, slowly just continued to constantly gain weight. And, um, you know, I never felt comfortable being too full. And I think I couldn't admit to myself that eating constantly was almost an embarrassment to, to my own self-ego. And so I, I just grazed and I figured that I must have shoved maybe 2,000 calories just preparing um, dinner for my husband and my daughter. You know, it was uh, take a bite of this, a lick of this. And then when I sat down, people looked at me like, gee, you don't eat much. I convinced myself and was taken to the doctors to see if I had something wrong with my thyroid. And, um, you know, I don't want to backpedal too much. It doesn't matter. And it kind of does. I was raised in a, in a family of six girls, four, four older sisters and one younger. Do you know, I was, and this is the word that, that makes sense that got me to become abstinence is food addict. I was the only one out of six girls. They weren't even overweight a little. They were all beautifully um, nice and and trim, you know, weighing from 125 to maybe what I weigh now, 135. And, um, you know, why is it one person? My mom had six girls. I'm one person, the food addict. I figured definitely my body was filled of fat cells no matter what I ate turned to fat. I mean, I was really convinced. So what changed? What changed? Um, got got so big 20 years ago, um, married again, and my husband looked at me and he said, you know, looks like you're going to have a heart attack. And we were newly married a few years. He goes, I'm willing to go to the meetings with you and sit there. And I couldn't believe that he would be willing to go. So we started going to meetings, come home and I'd eat. And he'd say, we just came from a meeting. What the heck are you doing eating? And I said, hey, they said that food's an addiction. I said, something along the lines of someone's going to inspire me to put the food down. So I was looking outside looking for a higher power. 
I was looking for the magic words. Someone would say something to me to inspire me to put the food down. What I just kept going to meetings. Finally, it was like learning how to ride a bike. I learned with training wheels. My husband was my training wheels. Once I got the hang, they say, go to meetings until you want to go to a meeting. So I kept going, even in the rain, in the storm, no matter what. For some reason, I was hearing now what the big book had to say, because the big book was being talked about a lot in the meetings. And I wanted to hear it. I was reading the doctor's opinion. I was reading and substituting alcohol for food. And it started to make sense to me. And the weight was falling off. I was being accountable. I was weighing and measuring according to what my sponsor told me to eat. Stay away from high sugar fruits, high sugar vegetables, uh, no rice, no this, no that. I did exactly what she did. I sometimes prayed on the floor, on my knees before I ate my dinner, praying and hoping that the food for dinner would be enough to sustain me till breakfast. Was it easy? No, I almost lost my husband. I became brutally irritable, became a bitch, became angry. Taking heroin or a bottle from a baby is what it was like. Is it like that today? No. I I didn't realize until I stepped out of the mud how horrible I was a slave to my addiction. I don't want to put food down. I don't want to put food down. There are people that can live in a gray area. They can go on a cruise. They can, they can be at Christmas. They can go up 10 pounds and then say to themselves, hey, i got to put the brakes on, and they can put the food down. A real addicted person to food can't do that. It's black or it's white. You're either abstinent or you're not. You cannot say, or I could not say, I'm kind of abstinent. Kind of abstinent means you think you're abstinent, but why aren't you losing weight? Why does the scale say the same thing? I remember going to Disneyland while maintaining 225 pounds, and I told everybody that I was abstinent two years, and I believed it. I wasn't eating sugar and flour, but what about that 10-ounce steak? What about that 14 ounces of fried chicken? You know, is that abstinent? Was I going towards a healthy, normal weight? No. And so in Disneyland, my husband said, what the heck are you doing in this candy store? Let's get you out of here. And I was never big on candy. But, hey, anything looks good next to vegetables. Long story short, when it came to dinner, down there at Disneyland, I ordered what the heck. I said, hey, I'm not eating flour and sugar. Let me have my fried chicken. Let me have my potatoes. It took a lot of work on my inner self and building a relationship with a higher power and never stopped the meetings. But the trick 
to my survival was step 12, helping others that are suffering from this disease, passing the message on helping another drowning person out of that stormy water, helping them back into the boat. I love my life because I can bend over. I wear the same pants that I had 15 years ago. I have the same shirt, blouses, sweaters from 20, you know, you know, been going on 19 years abstinent. I wouldn't trade this life for anything, but can I do it on my own? No, I can't do it on my own. I have to hear all of your voices. I have to go to meetings. I have to help others. I got to connect with God. I got to remember when my feet hit the floor, step one, I am powerless. I got to believe I'm powerless. I have lost 100 pounds three times and gained it back until I gained 200 pounds. So obviously, I got a major problem. In the dictionary, it said 40 pounds overweight is obese. So what the heck was I? Morbidly, morbidly obese. Um, You know, I'm older now. Um, but that doesn't mean anything. It, it, it's safer, of course, for my body to be abstinent. But, you know, I, I couldn't seem to understand that we don't use this program as a diet, okay? And, and, and staying the same way and not approaching a healthy weight, you know, I'm lying to myself. I'm, I'm lying. Two years I was, you know, maintaining 235 pounds, but I thought I was pretty cool, because I wasn't over 300 pounds, but I wasn't eating sugar and flour, but I was eating, you know, tons of whatever wasn't sugar and flour. So I'm glad I have a sponsor. I'm glad that, you know, I'm open and honest, and they teach that in program. I'm glad that I have sponsors that help me and I help them. Um, I finally understand this isn't a diet club. This is not a support for my diet or my woes and my problems. You know, I like the design of the 12 steps. I like the 10th step that I can look at myself and see the self-seeking and, and, and where I'm being selfish. My husband takes care of all the affairs of a woman going on 103. And we keep telling ourselves for the years and years and years, God, is this woman ever going to pass on and join her husband? And I realize that is selfishness, self-seeking. I, I want to retire, but I'm not going to retire alone. So we keep working and we're not young. But, but I know it's God's work. And, and if it wasn't for program, I wouldn't even have a relationship with God. Do I believe I'm going to church? No, I don't. I don't go to church. I'm against church, but I'm not against spirituality and connecting with God. But Five-minute um, reminder. Five-minute reminder. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate being able to share, you know, and I, I know I share a lot on this meeting a couple times a month, not, not always, but... You know, if I was going to say anything, uh, you know, um, to anybody out there that's struggling, um, don't work it alone. Work with a sponsor. Um, get into reading the big book. Until the pain of not eating or the pain of eating is greater 
They're like scales. You got to weigh it out. Is the pain of eating worse than the pain of not eating? For me, I didn't know it until I was abstinent over a year, almost a year. In that first year, I was almost going to go back to food a few times because I had a lousy day. Have I had shitty, rotten, lousy days going on 19 years? Yeah. I've buried two sisters and my and my very first dog. But guess what? There is no reason to eat when you know that this is an addiction. You take care of yourself and you ask God to help you through the tough times. Thank you for allowing me to share. My phone number is 650-740-6039. You can text me to let me know if you want to talk. Thank you.